0: Welcome to Paradox Walk Podcast, focusing on Glitch in the Matrix type activities, paranormal events, dream realities, and UFOs, cryptids, anything completely out of the ordinary and strange. This is episode 5, and today I have a slightly sore throat, and my voice might sound slightly odd, so I apologize in advance for that. But today I have a story of someone that believes they time-traveled inside a dream, and then was hunted down by somebody inside the dream in their real life later at their place of work. Really odd. But the first story I'm going to get to here would be a dimensional shift when someone was driving on the road. This story takes place in Mississippi, but it was on a trip that was from Nebraska. I'm just going to read this verbatim. This was posted on Glitch in the Matrix uh, Reddit forum. Even the very first start is odd. This post is titled, A Town in Mississippi That Doesn't Exist. And he starts off, quote, you may notice that this story was posted before. For some reason it was removed, and the moderators don't know why, so they told me just to repost it. Just wanted to let everyone know the situation. I was driving my grandmother home from Nebraska. I think we were traveling south on Highway 45. Everything was normal. We were just cruising along. There were no side roads and no gradual splits. We were just driving straight down Highway 45. All of a sudden, we found ourselves in this small little town. The road didn't veer off, and no turns were made. All of a sudden we started noticing strange things. Wide open hilly land turned instantly to thick woods that you couldn't see through. The trees started getting closer and closer to the highway until they were almost brushing the driver's side mirror. The thick wooded area started giving away to buildings. Looking around, my grandma and I found ourselves in a little town. It was just a main street that led to the edge of the town, which held a strange, large, gray, and black church or town hall type building. There were very few cars, and the cars that were there were odd. One of them I remembered. It looked like a mix between 50s and 80s construction. The town itself was just so strange. The second we pulled into this little town, my grandma starts getting extremely uneasy. I knew something was up. The town was just wrong. It's hard to describe. At first glance, it looked like any other small town. It's when you started examining things more closely that the wrongness of this place became apparent. The resulting effect was just creepy beyond words. I think it's called the uncanny valley. When something looks a little too lifelike, but not lifelike enough, and you're left with just a very creepy sensation, that is how this... Impersonation. He puts in parentheses, or like, like, like scare quotes. Like impersonation of a town left us feeling. It's hard to describe the strangeness of this place. Okay, imagine that somebody took a very skilled artist who has never seen what a small town in America looks like. This artist is given a detailed and highly stylized description of, say, small town, Main Street, USA. He then paints an extremely detailed portrait of what he believes a small town in America looks like. The resulting painting would be very odd at best, or downright terrifying at worst. That's the best way I can describe this town. A deceptively realistic representation of a small town. A strange place designed off somewhat flawed information with no first-hand knowledge to aid in the detail. The end result is a place that looks normal, but upon closer inspection is the stuff of nightmares. Everything about the place just seemed off, especially when you take into account the fact that we never made any turns. One moment we headed south down Highway 45, the next the forest on either side of us thickens to the point where you couldn't see anything through it. The forest growing so close to the highway that you could reach out your window and touch them. The forest then thins out and opens up. Out of absolutely nowhere, a little town pops up. We're slowly down into the small little main street town. At this point, I'm thinking, wow, this is really strange. My grandma, on the other hand, is already in the we should be anywhere else on the planet except for right here stage. I didn't see any people at all there. In hindsight, that's probably a good thing. The big building at the end of the street, he puts that in like capital letters, the big building at the end of the street, the building that looked like it was the most important building in town. It had gray walls, a black roof, I think four towers, maybe more. If the town looks somewhat ominous, then that building looks downright diabolical. I was becoming very apprehensive the more I thought about our situation. I knew something extremely strange was happening. Highway 45 doesn't just... Dead end into a town that's not on any maps. Like I said, there were no gradual turnoffs and we definitely did not make any turns. Getting back to the way the place looked, it was like a dream. At first glance, if you were just driving by, everything might appear to be normal. You stop to look for a moment and you see so many irregularities, windows in wrong places, storefronts with no doors and no signs. There were no other streets turning in or out. It seriously looked like just the description of a small town. It was missing so many details. On the way into it, the woods got immensely thick. The trees were growing all the way up to the highway. There was no shoulder. A tree could have taken my mirror just by getting close to the edge. Sorry, I know I mentioned the forest before. It was just, it was so strange. Tension was growing in the car. About halfway to the building at the end of the street. uh, again he capitalized it, the building at the end of the street. I had slowed the car to a crawl. My grandma... In the seat next to me was absolutely freaking out at this point. To her credit, she was doing it relatively silently, just terrified and shaking, saying we need to leave, we need to leave. I guess I'm lucky that my grandma was with me. If I had been alone in that place, curiosity would have absolutely gotten the better of me, and I would have definitely gotten out to explore. It felt like we were in a place that we we were not supposed to be, a place that we weren't supposed to know about, that human eyes were not meant to see. It was like this mask was put over whatever was really there, just in case any uninvited guests showed up. All they would see was a strange small town. I don't know how we ended up there, a place where people aren't supposed to be. If I'm right, and what we saw was just masking something, then how terrifying would the truth have been? Thank you. So thank you, Grandma. You probably saved my life, because I would have absolutely had to have explored that place. I did a two-point turn. If you don't know what that is, it's when you pull close to the right side of the road. You put your car in reverse and turn your wheel all the way to the left. You hit the gas and your car spins around backwards. You hit the brakes right before you go off the road on the other side. Drop it in the drive, turn your wheel back to the right and hit the gas. Two points, reverse then forward. We start driving back up the street that we come down. And I honestly didn't even know if this would work. I had no idea how the nature of this place worked. I was half afraid that we would be stuck there. But soon the strange, odd-looking buildings gave way to the thick forest, the forest that was almost touching the highway. After driving through this for a while, the trees started clearing out a bit. We drove until the highway went back to normal, with the trees far off the highway, and the forest not so unbelievably dense. I continued driving north until I saw a sign that said I was going north on Highway 45. I made a U turn and started heading back south down Highway 45. All the way through, there were no turnoffs. There were no merge lanes, and there were no slight turns I might have mistaken for the main highway. Once driving south on Highway 45 again, nothing else weird happened besides not seeing any turnoffs and never coming across any unnervingly dense woods. Grandma was shaking. She and I both knew something out of this world had just happened. I don't know what town we ended up in i do know that there's no such town in mississippi i checked so this is one of my bigger glitch stories i would absolutely love to know if anything like this has happened to anyone else out there and once again thank you grandma so this one is the glitch story from my intro so this story here i found on reddit about dream realities i don't know what else to call that i don't know if i coined that term or what but it's like where uh, something that you dream about kind of bleeds over into your waking life or somebody witnesses something that someone else dreamed about two or three of them i've had on this podcast i think my first episode had that so i'm just going to read this verbatim he says i'm posting on a throwaway because i feel like i'm being hunted or something Healthy dose of paranoia, I guess. I work night shifts in a group home with mentally handicapped individuals. Basically, I watch over them as they sleep. So last night, a power switch turned on without provocation. It's a pretty hefty switch, and both I and my co-worker were kind of perturbed by it. Not a big deal. He's into odd stuff. I'm not. I brush it off as whatever. Today, or rather yesterday afternoon, I don't know when this was posted, I didn't look, but writing the next day, I was sleeping and I dreamt I was hopping through different timelines of myself. What makes it weird is I usually don't dream. I very rarely have vivid dreams And the ending where I was looking in the mirror and said, this is going to seem like a dream, but when you wake up, call your cousin and look out for watchers and copycats. Good night, little boy. I woke up freaked out and called my cousin and asked if she has had any time traveling dreams recently, and she said, yeah, just this morning. Maybe I should have pursued answers, but it it was so out of any conversation we've ever had, we laughed about it and switched topics. I chalked it up to coincidence and me being crazy and went about my day. Last thing is I'm at work now, and about 10 minutes before writing this, I went to go turn off the light to a nonverbal. That means... Like he has in parentheses, very few words, repeats nonsensical babble. I go turn off a light in a nonverbal client's room, and he very clearly looked me in the eyes and said, Good night, little boy. I said, Good night and shut the door, but I am genuinely spooked. I'm usually skeptical to coincidence, but I'm freaking the F out right now. What the F are watchers and copycats? What in the flying F do I do? I'm gonna read the next one. So this person said, I've had at least one similar dream, and though I don't really know how I feel about putting it out there. I feel like I should try, if for no other reason, just because of the similarities. The topic of Watchers was touched upon in my dream, but I don't think I want to say how. What I want to say is I it became entirely clear after a point that I wasn't allowed, like, quote, I wasn't allowed or supposed to be doing what I'm doing in the dream, which is to say I was willfully changing the scenery until I landed in a very strange dreamscape. I don't know if I can do this without details, but I'll give it a shot. Pardon my purposeful ambiguity. I haven't decided if I want to share this in its entirety yet. I was lucid in the dream before I ended up exploring this really strange place, meaning that I stopped switching the scenery up and had to look around. I know you said your dream was vivid, but I felt felt it important to say that I was lucid for mine. I felt as though I was being watched and then hunted in this dream. I was definitely hopping, not only destinations, but also time periods. This is one of the only occasions where I was aware that I was hopping around time periods. I only noticed one other person who had any seeming thought but didn't recognize them. And to this day, I don't think I've met them here. Our conversation was not about recognizing each other and the fact that no one else seemed to be absorbing any information. Think sleepwalkers. There was a lot of information to absorb so it was very strange when i could only get the attention of one other person and everyone else seemed to be paying no attention to what was happening around them this person did want to talk but apparently couldn't for very long for fear of something question mark i don't much care for rules so i continued to babble and ask questions and draw a lot of attention to myself in the process I lost sight of her during my scrambling of rooms. After having followed through two other rooms, I lost sight of my mark and I just went into the third room. I don't know how to describe it, but, if, but it's like I knew I shouldn't try to stick out after having followed this person through two hallways and two rooms. Very shortly after I spoke with this person, I was more or less forced to wake up by what I can only describe as a hijacking of my dream. I was just listening to a lecture when I noticed an elderly man. I remember exactly how he looked, staring at me with discontent on his face, very plain to see that he didn't only disapprove, but actually resented either me or what I was up to. The scenery changed to a personal fear, but I was lucid and in control still, so I wasn't even phased. I actually went back to the strange place. In my dreams, if I'm lucid, all I have to do is do a quick 180 turn, or close my eyes with a little longer than a blink with the intent for the change to occur. Usually this is a bit of a gamble, but I can occasionally kind of sculpt parts of what I'm about to see with intent. Generally, I lose lucidity before I lose control. Right here, I lose control. But I knew I was still in a dream. I was surrounded by one of the people upon my arrival. By this, I mean one of the people multiplied and surrounded me, very much like Agent Smith. Like the Matrix tree when he made copies of himself and surrounded him. Looked nothing like a literal agent, though. The attire and age of the agents, for lack of a better term, seemed wrong or out of place. All the same person, though. Their faces happened to be contorted with rage at this point. After having read through comments, I feel like this might be of interest. Like unbridled rage. They were very pissed off and couldn't exactly hide it, and I got the direct impression I had worsened things by coming back from what I should have awoken me the first time. I get a little bit freaked out, and then I lose control. Still lucid, but no longer in direct commands of what's up. I've been kind of going with the flow for a while up until this point. I've been thinking this is why my dream degenerated. I even wrote that as a footnote. I'm being very ambiguous on purpose, but basically at this point, I'm transported back to my personal fear. And then I'm stuck there, instantaneously. One moment I'm in this place, the next I'm in the other. This part felt a bit too real for my liking, but I woke up regardless, shaken by the in-dream death. But not too stirred, so as to not grab my journal. I then recorded as much as I could recall. It's still an unsettling read for me. I kind of want to post it now after reading about your experience. I wonder how many other. Ash starts talking about other stuff, but at first they chalked it up to an overactive imagination, but it seems so foreign to the setting and the people and the stuff. I don't know what to think about all that. I mean. I mean, dreaming, especially when you're lucid, that's just like your consciousness being kind of pure and out there, so who knows what's possible, right? All right, I'd like to thank everybody for checking out the podcast, and the music has been Downbeat 88. The intro song is The Dark, and the outro song is Moment of Peace, and that's Downbeat and the number's 88. Those are available for free to download on Patreon. So thank you so much, and any weird stories you want to email to me and share and have me read them on the air is... The email is paradoxwalkpodcast at protonmail.com. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye.